Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger, at Thunder Chats, where you're part of the Believe Podcast Network, and this podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, before we uh, get started, I just want to let everybody know that um, North Carolina players in the NBA, we have Kobe White, they are on sharp, Nasir no. Little, Cam Johnson, Reggie Nasir, Bullock, that was the other guy, Nasir Little, Harrison oh, Barnes, and Cole Anthony. Also, Walker Kessler went oh, to Anthony. North Carolina for for just a smidge before transferring to Auburn. He counts. So he counts now that's too. out of the way. Um, you can you can hear him talking about his North Carolina players. It is the one and only Matty Double Dribbles, Matt Tierney. What is up, Tierney? Not much. I I'm gl- I, that was a great move by Steve to just start it when we were in the middle of the argument. That was perfect. Uh, we. Uh, Listen, I'm I'm grasping for strings right now because every single Kentucky player in the universe seems to be playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I have to have something on my on my end. Uh, so I was just naming you and trying to name you and see guys. I couldn't name like more than four in the moment, um, but I'm good. Um, it was I don't know. It was, today's game was fun. I guess we didn't win, but like. Um, there was there were some positives, so I was happy about that. But I'm good overall. Just just hanging out, just living life, and yeah, just naming a bunch of UNC basketball players right before this the the pod. So well, be well, well, not a bunch. You, you, not a, a bunch, bunch is relative. A bunch is relative. Uh, anyways, but we do have a couple other people on the pod today. We've got Alex Roy not joining us from the Batcave, but joining us from his home. What up, Alex? Hey man, even Batman has to go home some days. Absolutely. Working on your supercomputer, though, so. Yes. It's all good. It's all good. And uh, this is a late-night podcast. You guys don't know that because it's being posted the same time as if it was posted earlier or recorded earlier in the evening. But late-night pods mean only one thing. The one, the only, um, Hollywood Steve Dolan after Josh gave yes. to him. What up, Dolan? Okay. Well, also, Dylan, also people can listen to it whenever they want. They don't have yeah. to do it right when it. Right they can listen late at night. <laughs> the listen, it's the we magic get a of lot technology. Of listens as soon as we post it. It's our Australia people, Australia, and New Zealand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the last pod we posted, I posted it and I went back and looked at it thirty minutes later because the window was still open. We had sixty nine listens. Nice. Nice. Can you can we bleep that? <laughs> 
Do we have a bleep no, sound, dude. Steve? <laughs> Steve, do we have a bleep sound, Steve? That was good. Dylan nailed. He nailed the drop right there. Uh, I, I need a side by side. No, dude. No, that was dude. pretty good. You couldn't good. even tell who was who was talking there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty soon I'm gonna be replaced by AI, so it's all good. <laughs> we all are. We all are. Um, but anyways, guys, the Thunder played a basketball game, as Tierney alluded to today, or just a, a second ago. We played them. I played a game today against Washington Wizards. Um, notables: We were missing Chet Holmgren. We were missing Jalen Williams. Obviously, we were missing the other Jalen Williams, but Usman Jane played. Uh, Jared Butler played, who apparently is just the greatest summer league player ever. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Case Wallace played, and uh, Ty Ty Washington suited up for the Thunder. So it was an exciting game for different reasons, but we're going to talk about it in the segment that we call the single large item. Ah, oh, dang it. You don't got that. Steve. Drop. Come on, Steve. <laughs> I don't have it. Okay, that's three. Now I have I to start it. a Google Doc. I can do it. Single large item. I think I clap on the mic when I do it, actually. Never mind. Anyway, single we large item okay. for the game. Oh, <laughs> Tyranny is ready. I like it. Um, all right, single large item for to, for the day. I started last time. Uh, I usually let Dolan go first just because, you know, he doesn't get to come on every time. So uh, he looks very prepared. So uh, Dolan, start us off with your single large item for this game. Uh, my single large item for this game is how little of it I watched because it was zero. I did not watch. Mm-hmm. It was, zero. look, t- due to time zone differences, it was single the middle of the work Single small day. item then? That was a single small item. That was like a... Check out with less than 15 items. I, I don't even think. think I've seen a highlight of this game. Not a, not a single one. So there, I got nothing. There you, didn't watch, you didn't follow Topic Thunder? We were tweeting a, some highlights. A dog ate my homework. <laughs> well, hey, let's, hey, let's flip it on its head here. I, that's, that's my fault. I should have asked if you watched the game before we started recording. But let's flip it on its head. Let's do what we do whenever you don't get to watch the game. Ask us questions about it, Dolan. Yeah. Well, see, I, I don't know anything about it though. Like I haven't even seen a highlight. So who just ask who, ask um who good, who bad, what happened. Okay. Is there anybody who changed your opinion of them in this game in any way? Yes. Um Gerard Butler. Oh god, stop. <laughs> Jared Butler, I'm just kidding. Um I I don't know why. I the 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 last podcast really affected me because I was in that podcast being like Jared Butler, he's just so good. He's just like scoring all these points. He's just like doing all these things. And then Dylan was the one who was like, he's kind of a ball hog. He kind of like he doesn't have the defensive, you know, he's his defense is a little iffy. I don't know what happened to Alex there, but you know, he's Alex is freaking out over there. About what I said, but we're gonna ignore that. But the Joker's after, in the back cave. After watching this game, I was I was cricket, man. Oh dang. <laughs> Do we like need a flew on my arm. Jesus Christ, get it, I'm get good. it, in, get I'm it good. under control. <laughs> Jim, Jiminy but, is dead and we're good. Okay. But um Jared Butler, after Dylan said he was like low-key a ball hog, I was watching this game and I was just like, yeah. He's kind of low-key a ball hawk. Like, he just kind of, like, shoots it whenever he wants. And he just kind of, like, does his own thing. He doesn't really get other people involved. And I was just like, 
And and then like in the the end of the third or no the end of the first half, they were like, oh the the points leader for the Thunder, Jared Butler. Let's watch his highlights. I was like, no, let's watch like James <laughs> highlights. Let's watch like I don't know Keontae's highlights. Let's watch somebody else. But they're like Jared Butler. I was like, no. Let's. And so it was just overnight. It felt like my my perception of Jared Butler just turned. So now I'm just like. Keep him in the G League. He's just good for like scoring points. We don't really need that right now. We need we need defense. We need we need um, good good passing, good good uh, playmaking, and he just doesn't doesn't really bring that to the table. So, so somebody know, pointed just... it. Somebody pointed it out. And now you can't unsee it. Yeah, that was exactly what happened. Because I'm a dumb brain when it comes to basketball. <laughs> I have to have somebody else tell me, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. So. Oh, I have, I have some other things, but that was just the first – that was the most obvious thing for me. Yeah, and I'll say, like, I never explicitly called him a ball hog. And, like, I wouldn't go as far to say he, he it was, was a ball hog because – It was implied. He was second on the team in assists. He had four today. Uh, he had seven in the last game. Like, he's passing the ball. It's just that he has his own agenda. And his agenda right. is as soon as he gets that ball in his hands – He's gonna take it about eighty yep. percent of the time. That that thing's going up. So unless like unless like four people are clogging the paint, he and like they're right on him in the perimeter, he's taking it. They have to force the pass out of him. Yeah, it's uh, funny you say that because a a big buzzword for Presty in some of his interviews lately, and then Shea said it in his birthday interview at the summer league was no agenda basketball players. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing that they're trying to spread. So. Jared, get that agenda out of here. Gerard. Alex, you Gerard. have about uh, Gerard Butler? Gerard. No, so I don't. So I don't. But so my single large item, um, I was going to talk about Kaysen Wallace. Kaysen Wallace. Kaysen. No, it's just it's Kaysen now. Kaysen, Kaysen. I know. I know. We've Kaysen now. We've, you know, we've gone back and forth. You, know? you, you can call but, it Kaysen like Presty did. Yeah. So – now that you guys are talking about, we're talking about no agenda basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? If you're the only, you know, between you and Jang, the only guaranteed people out there on the floor, I want you to have an agenda. I want you to have a purpose. And Jang, you know, Kason for the first game against the Mavericks, he looked great when he was out there as a role player. And that's great. Because that's the role he's going to serve whenever he plays with the with the big league team, you know, with the Thunder. But you know what? I, I, I kind of – and he's, it's been two games now that Chet hasn't been out there. You know, you had the one game against uh, Houston where it was literally just him. It was him and, and – Yeah, um, Keontae. And Keontae Johnson, yeah. That was it. Um, and then this game, you know, no Chet, no Jay Will, no – of course, no Trey Mann because he had the uh, abulsion fracture. Um and so I, I just uh, – in those two games, I wanted to see so much more from, from Case and Wallace, and I didn't. I got the Case and Wallace that was no agenda basketball. Great for when he plays in the NBA. But I wanted to see somebody that had a little bit of juice. I wanted to see somebody that, hey, if the big boys are going to be out here, if the big boys are injured for whatever reason, because that happens in the NBA from time to time, you know, we can count on you to – go out there and give us a surprise 20 to 25 points like Dort does. You know, that's the crazy thing about Dort is whenever he's out there by himself, he's going to get his, and it's, you know, it's, it's resulted in 40-point games before. Um, and so 
I, I wanted to see something like that from Kaysen in those particular games, you know, the Houston one and, and today's game, and I haven't seen it. And I'm a little bit worried about that. I, I probably shouldn't in summer league, um, but I, I do want a little bit of an agenda whenever you're out there. And at that point, you are the one that they're depending to score. So not exactly the same thing as what Tyranny was saying last week with Gate Gate. Uh, I will. After you talk, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. Go ahead. I, so I, I, yeah. So I have nothing against the way he walks, the way he looks for a whistle. I have nothing against that. Listen, we're gonna talk about that in just a second. We're gonna talk about that in just a second. Dylan's say your case. I just I just want some some juice from him whenever we need to have juice from him. I actually think you should go ahead, Tierney, and I should I should end. Uh, okay. So yeah, I I guess that's fair. So, Casein Wallace, like, I love the guy. I love our draft picks. I will say that a hundred out of a hundred times, but man, oh man, if I, if I, I would be lying if I didn't say I loved Bilal today. He was awesome. He was electric. He was just like getting all over the court. Him and Jordan Davis, like awesome. I loved it. Um, It was kind of like greener grass. Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis, excuse me. Jordan Davis, the football player. Wait, I was, wait, I was mixing up. I was mixing up Jordan Hawkins, Johnny Davis. I was mixing up Jordan Hawkins and Johnny Davis. That's my bad. That's my bad. I'm sorry, I was just very confused. I'm not the I'm not the names guy. We all know this, but (laughs) I loved those two. They were electric, and. I'd be remiss to say grass is not greener on the other side today, but it's one game. It's whatever. But I, I was talking about this off the podcast. I'm not going to say it too much on here because it's whatever. I'm not going to, this is a unit thing. I'm not going to tie everybody else into this. Hashtag gay. I don't, I don't like the way Kaysen walks. (laughs) It bothers me. Like he's so low energy off, off the whistle. And I don't like it. He just he just needs to walk with a purpose. That's it. He doesn't have to walk fast. He doesn't need to walk with a pep in his step. He just needs to walk with a purpose, and he never does. He's always just like kind of meandering everywhere. So and it's so just you like, love you love that you love that uh, that Chris Paul walking uh, commercial. Yeah, I, I don't. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's the that's the opposite extreme. I'm just saying like. He doesn't walk the normal gait of other NBA players. He just kind of like stops and just kind of like lethargically moves around. And it gives off a bad vibe, and I don't like it. That's all I'm saying. It has nothing to do with his game. It's just it, it, it just is a vibe thing. And I feel like the vibes are low when, when he is around because of that. That's 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 it. So he had a pretty decent game. He had a good defensive game. He had a couple steals. He had that one like uh, rejection of an alley oop at one point. That was great. He was showing his verticality. I that was great as well. But when it's not those plays where he can immediately impact defensively, and he's just sort of like off to the side, I don't know. It was just like I just. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't. I've I've said this on Twitter too. I don't know how to explain it other than he walks slow, and it bothers me. 
And I'm never going to have any other more articulate argument than that. That's that's all I've got. <clears throat> I mean, someone I, will eventually agree with me, but it's not going to be right now. I I just I don't know what I can say to you about Kaysen's walk that's going to make you feel better, but I well, will talk about his impact on the basketball in the basketball game. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, did you, did I interrupt your rant a second ago? Because my computer just like went completely out. Like you guys froze. It went black. There was pinwheels. Over I saw. Your face I saw I your talking. reaction. I was saying something. I thought you were reacting to me, but no, you just kind of blacked out, and we were still here. Okay, at least I didn't interrupt. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, as far as Casey Wallace goes, like. Yeah, like what he does is not loud. Like absolutely no agenda basketball player, like, you know, took the words out of my mouth. But his impact cannot be like understated. Like even in the summer league game where he has two steals listed, much like Chet, you know, Chet piles up the blocks in in his action and in his minutes on the court. But what you don't see in the stat sheet with Chet is this. We lost Dylan. What he was probably going to say is Kaysen walks really slow. It bothers him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. I mean, um, so Steve, just go ahead and, and, you know, rip the soundboard up and we can have a, a, a complete podcast <laughs> with Dylan soundbite. With just Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Dylan, Dylan, do you agree that Kaysen Wallace walks slow and does it bother you? No, dude. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Um, well, do you wish we would have drafted Bilal Koulibaly somehow, even though he went before our pick occurred? No, dude. Okay. I know Bilal was before, dude. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it would be nice. That's like, that's like, you know, I wish we could have drafted Devin Booker instead of campaign, but you know, Devin Booker went one pick before campaign. So it's just grass is greener on the other side. I, I don't, I don't know. I just, um, Dylan is the grass greener on the other side. No, dude. Ah, okay. Dylan doesn't agree. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, so, look, so look, like, I and I don't, I don't want to. Again, this is this is summer league, and we always say with summer league is if if it's low, you know, don't worry about it. It's just summer league. If it's too high, don't worry about it. It's just summer league. And he said his, his Wi-Fi just went out. Yeah, we're uh, winging it, boys. We're winging it, boys. Let's go. So. Is he going to be good for us? I think he will. I, I think he will have a spot on this team. I think he will have a spot in the rotation, which we'll talk about later um, in this podcast. Um, but I, it, just some things worry me. And it could be a situation where this guy, this kid is just, he's maybe he's shy, he's more of an introvert. Um, and it, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't show things demonstra- demonstratively outwardly. You know, like it's, it's just like different people have different, you know, have different ways of doing things, you know, and I heard, I don't know if it was on this podcast or maybe down to dunk where they talked about um, him, like, like he was a uh, Kawhi Leonard. And so somebody asked, you know, we talked about it here. Yeah. yeah we, we talked about it here. And like, I, I could see that there's just some people that are very low key that are, you know, not everybody that wins the championship jumps around and hoots and hollers. You know, some people are like Tim Duncan and they just sit down and t- soak it all in. Some people are like Jokic who just like, wants to celebrate with his family and, you know, wants to his horses, his horses and wants no part of a, of a championship Mm -hmm. parade and just wants to go home because it's too late. Um, You know, some people are just like that. And so 
I, I hope it's just more of a personality thing instead of being, you know, this guy doesn't have a lot of juice. Yeah. Well, it would worry I, me more if he wasn't like getting deflections, getting steals, breaking up alley oops, like the level of activity mm-hmm, and that's true. mental engagement he shows, like on the defensive end, kind of, you know, overrides any concern I would have over his demeanor. Because we've seen guys like um, Kevin Durant's most underrated basketball player, Jeremy Lamb, right? He did he mo- he moseyed around, right? He was a moseyer. Um, PJ three, he, he, he did not emote a lot. Yeah, and but they also didn't make active plays, you know, in the game. So I think it might just be a personality thing, and as opposed to you know an engagement or intensity thing. I hope so. Well, back from the dead. I don't know what the frick just happened to my Wi-Fi. Like I, I went. And don't worry, you were. We've all you were there. heavily involved in the conversation. Yeah, we 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 introduced you heavily with sound bites. Oh yeah, like a bunch a- of no dudes. AI a- took over. Yeah, yeah, no. Basically, what I was saying. It's coming I, for our I jobs. Think, I think Dolan kind of touched on it. Like, at least defensively, like you know, Chet gets a lot of blocks, but not in this, but in the stat sheet, there's a lot of shots that or turned away from the rim because Chet is there. Like He makes impact that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Kaysen had two steals in this game, but if you watch the game, he created at more. least yeah. three other turnovers that, you know, didn't count as steals. Like, you know, yeah. forced turnovers. Like, forced turn- turnovers should look you be a stats in, in basketball, in my opinion. But, yeah, Kaysen, I mean, he's, he's just a havoc generator, man. He, like, he just – he's everywhere on the defensive end. Offensively, like, yeah – He's Need some work. Uh, and a lot of the thing is like he's a rhythm player. And, you know, I'm not trying to hate on Jared Butler, but it's hard to get into rhythm when Jared Butler is hogging all these possessions. So um, I, I think he's going to be fine. I think that, you know, he's definitely going to grow as a ball handler and a playmaker. But in the meantime, he's going to be on the court with either Giddy, Chet, Shea, or Jalen Williams. So he's, he's not really going to have to worry about uh, that in the short term. So, but yeah, I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Like I said, it's just his personality. He's just an even keel way back guy. That's just, that's just how he is. It's just, I don't know. I, 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 I've said this at least like three times in this podcast. I'm, I'm not saying introverted is bad. I'm glad he's an introverted King. It's just the, it's just the basketball part. Just like, it's just the basketball part. It's we. It's just weird. I don't know. <laughs> Tyranny is declaring war on all introverts. <laughs> no, I'm an introvert myself. I don't know what you want me to say. Like that's the I, most I, non-introverted like thing to declare war. <laughs> I, I I understand that part of it a hundred percent, but like most I, people hate what they really are. I get. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I'm just like. I just it just doesn't make sense to me, but maybe I'm 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 not an NBA player, so maybe I just don't know. All right, well, uh, uh, so how was Ty Ty? Mm, was he noteworthy? He was pretty, at I all? like I liked I liked a little bit of his stuff. See, I uh, very very same thing. Like, let, let's hear what you guys say about him. I, I want to hear it. I'm very how does biased he walk? against Ty Ty. How does he, he walks walk? good? He walks good. I <laughs> like his walk. All right, it's um, got to be the first line of the scouting report. Yeah, he. Uh, I liked I his. 
I liked his defensive, like, like his rotations were good. I don't think he had like any. He tries defensively. Yeah, I don't think he had like defensive um, highlights, but he was like in the right spot at the right time most of the time. And he was a little bit selfless. Like he wasn't really, he, he was passing the ball more than he probably should have, but he's passing the ball in the right spot. Like he had some really nice passes to the out the perimeter. It was like right in the shooter's pocket. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought it was, I thought that was pretty good, but that was, yeah, there was one he, was kind he, of penetra- he penetrated in and then did a great cross court pass to Hunter Maldonado who missed the three. No, he was. No, he had, he had a like he had a assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he had a, he had at least a few where it was like he probably should have more assists than he had. So he was sharing the ball really well. But I mean, besides that and his somewhat defensive accolade—not uh, even accolade, just like being the right spot—that was kind of it. I don't know. It wasn't enough to really like solidify a spot for him on the team. I would say. Alex, what did you think? I truly would have, would have enjoyed a game of him with out there with Chet and with Usman and mm-hmm. and, and that crew. Um, I, I hardly noticed him out there, and I don't mean that in a in a bad way. I just you know his his game didn't stick out as much as it probably could have or should have. Um, but I, I did see a couple of plays. I did see a couple potential assists that didn't you know didn't turn into baskets, um, but. I guess you know we have one more game, right? We we're, we're going to get slotted against. Yeah, somebody. we play Sunday. Uh, I saw Ryland say. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully he he'll play more in that game, you know, and hopefully he'll get a couple days of practicing, you know, get a day or two practicing, and you know maybe maybe do a little bit better, a, a little better showing. But I need him to do good, man, so that you know we can send that tape to potential teams for a trade target. Yeah, I mean, I I would say obviously like the scoring wasn't it wasn't not there. I mean, he shot two of five. He only shot five shots. Like I I wish that he was a little bit more selfish, honestly. Like, you know, kind of like Tierney was saying, uh, the two shots he hit was floater. The floater's money. It's been money since he was in high school. Um, he's extreme. Like he's a, a distinguished playmaker out of the pick and roll. And if you watch back the game. Like if if you pulled up his energy clips, like you would see like not just missed shots from the three point line off of like pinpoint passes, like guys were missing bunnies at the rim. Like it, it was literally like who's the next person that's gonna trick Ty Ty's assist? Because it was like back to back to back. And I was getting so mad because he legitimately could have had like 10, 11 assists tonight. Um mm. I think I think he ended up with four. I think he tied with Jared Butler. Um Usman Jank had five, he led the team, but um, and then defensively, you know, like I said, like he's he, he's not a great defender in terms of like you know being able to stop a guy or hold a guy or anything like that. But he knows where to be. He makes the right rotations. He gets good contests on shooters and the perimeter. He's but, athletic. He's athletic enough too. Yeah, that's that's just not his game though in terms of like being a defensive stopper. That's not why you're bringing in Ty Ty. But I I think a lot of the reason and why he was playing that way is because of, you know, kind of the mandate that Presti's put out, like no agenda basketball. Like he was, I think he was legitimately trying to make a good impression, like on his teammates, on the team, on the front office, like, Hey, this is the type of basketball that I can play. Because if 
you recall last year in the summer league for the Houston Rockets, it was a completely different tie tie. Like tie tie was just going out there getting buckets on everybody. And then the G league, like, you know, he's dropping 50 on people. So like Mm -hmm. he has that in his game, but he wanted to showcase the unselfish side of him. So I I very much hope he plays on Sunday. Like I really wanted to see him with Chet. Like that would have been so much fun. Um, because, you know, aside from Giddy, Ty Ty would legitimately be the best playmaker Chet's played with since his in his time with the Thunder. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see him play Sunday. And who knows, maybe Usman Gruva makes his way down to down to Vegas by the time That'd Sunday nice. rolls around. Yeah. Seems like Dylan knows a kind of outsized amount about Ty Ty Washington for someone who just joined the team. I wonder why. He does. Be- yeah. I don't know either. Same with Case and Wallace, kind of knew mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, he he just joined the team. He probably hasn't even had any practice at all with the mm-hmm. team, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I will say, I want him to succeed more than I would just like a random player in his situation, just because it would be so funny for him to like work out with the thunder or for even just the thunder to like get a second round pick in a trade for him after the series of transactions that Houston started. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be funny. Just, it would be so funny. Um, so we've buried the lead on this game, which we is sure have. Play. Um, can somebody tell me about Usman Jang? That MF is not real. He's not real boys. <laughs> He's not real. Uh, no, man, Ooze was great. Um, yeah, the, you know, he took more of the scoring load in this game than he has in the past, so his efficiency dipped down a little bit. But 17 points, five rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block. Shot five of 12 from the field, but three of seven from deep. Um, the three-point shot looks real, man. Like, he looks comfortable it's with real, it. Yeah. He's not hesitating. He's doing it off the drive. He's doing it off crossovers. Um, and he's starting to be more aggressive in his finishing. Like, he's not just f- putting up floaters in the lane. Like, he's not trying to avoid contact. Like, he's going up strong. He's finishing dunks. Uh, I- I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Ooze. Yeah. It, Ooze is the best, like, um, story of the summer league, just from where he was the first game to where he is now. We saw the progression of his his game inside like driving he's more confident and then the last two or three games we've seen his outside shot just be more and more confident the the step back three is real like he's done it now two games in a row and he's he's just done it in just like such a confident way that as a viewer you're like yeah that's going in that's 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 probably good Um, it's like a snatchback three yeah yeah it's and he's just so long it just it just looks so much better with a with a guy with a long wingspan like that. Um, a lot of people have compared him on other podcasts to like Paul George. I I don't think I think like if he's half of what Paul George was, that's like the best. That's like awesome. Like that's that's a uh, that's perfect for what mm-hmm. we need. Um, I don't really expect that that level of of comparison, but um, yeah, he's. The what I saw today versus not necessarily the last game, but like the previous games before was just a continuation of the long the perimeter shot, confidence in that, and not just the step back three. Just like there was a play where I think it was Kaysen passed it to him at the perimeter without a hesitation, just shot it, boom, mm-hmm. 
bucket, like just super confident about it. Um, so it's, it's all about confidence with him. And we talked about the last podcast. Like, I think we had some debate on like whether he should sit this game or whether he should play this game. Yeah. I was in the camp of like, he should play this game because I think he just needs more minutes. I think he needs more ex- like just seeing the ball go, go in the hoop. And I'm so glad he was able to see that today because it's just going to be whether he plays Sunday or not, it'll just be more and more like down the road. Just I can make these shots. I can do this stuff. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for Jane gang. It's, it's the newest hype on the market in Oklahoma city. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, I mean, it is yeah. just one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. <coughs> No, so yeah, I guess one of the marks. Um, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. baby. Um, I think one of the marks of a good player is that you look back and you like don't really notice them, and then you look at their stat lines and they have a, a, a good to great stat line. Like seventeen five and five is is a is a good to great game in the NBA, and you know he had that, and it, and I hardly noticed it. Like he's just out there. He's working his game. He's doing his thing. And he is dictating what he's doing. Like, he's not, you know, he, the, the defense is impressing him. They're not, you know, they're not causing him to shift his game. He's, he's playing his game. So when I see that, first thing I think is that the game has slowed down a little bit for him. Um, and so a lot like, you know, we saw with Trey Mann this summer, I, I think the game is also slowing down for Usman Jang. Um, and so, you know, it, I think we're seeing we're seeing the we're, we're seeing that in action, and um, it's going to be very interesting to see how he looks on an NBA court. You know, this preseason is going to be very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I have some stats for Usman Jane, but I want Dolan to hear them. So, and he has stepped away. So, um, <laughs> um, this sounds like a good time to take a break. So. It does. On the other end of the break, you will hear the stats that I'm so um, joyously teasing. Yeah, now we can wait for no one to come back to hear the break. You, you, don't, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I just said it. Oh, yeah. What, what's funny is like. This podcast is brought to you by AW Root Beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. It is always <laughs> brought to you by D. Dr. Pepper. Like, calm Couple, down now. Some, deep, some DP. Um, no, what's funny is the pod that you guys did, I like went and listened through and waited for like you guys to switch to a new subject. And like, that's why I put <laughs> the mid roll. Well, no, 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 it happened. Like I, I, I put I it in the mid roll, but then I listened back to it and like, I, I put my break in there. And then like five minutes later, Alex said, actually, this will be a good time to take. A yeah. Break. Yeah, like, yeah. That's oh, right. Crap. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember I was just like speeding through the topics. I was just going bang, bang, bang. And then, yeah. I remember, Alex. I remember I documented when I said it and I was like, all right, cool. And I yeah. sent it to Dylan and I was like, Hey, it's, it's here. But I, I guess you added the, the beginning part. And so it shifted it that, that yeah. amount of time. Uh, yeah. And so when you added it at that point, it was, it was supposed to be, you know, a minute 30. Oh, well, then, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's always tough. All right, Dolan's back, so uh, we can come back from break. But your mic is hey, muted, Dolan. I can hear you talking about me. Oh, well, I saw you take your headphones off, so I was confused. Got, he's got the Bluetooth, dude. Yeah, 
This one's just for this one, so I can hear my drops. Spy oh, Kids okay. Four, dude. Cool. Spy Kids Four. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, anyways, and we're back from that break. So, the stats that I wanted to read about Usman Jang. So, in the six games that Usman Jang has played in Summer League, this is Vegas and Salt Lake City, Usman Jang is averaging 15.1 points per game, 6.5 rebounds per game, 3.7 oh. assists per game, 1.2 steals per game, 0.8 blocks per game. He's shooting 53.8% from the field and 40% from the three-point line. Mind you... This is including game one in Salt Lake City when he shot one of 11 from the field and 0 of 5 from three. And he is still shooting over 50% from the field and 40%, 40% from the three-point line. Uh, this man is oozing confidence right now. How do those crowd reactions sound when I went backwards? Did that sound cool? It was okay. No. Okay. <laughs> no. It, was, it wasn't good. Just kidding. Forget I ever said anything. Do you uh do you have minutes minutes per game? Mm, I do not. Okay. I that's can okay. uh if you want to talk about something <laughs> I can go find them. No, that's okay. But okay. that's uh those are good stats. I enjoyed those stats. Thank you for I don't like that reaction, story. Steve. I was hoping for a little better. Yeah, I, I feel like I could have read them before or yeah, I could have read them before the break. We waited Steve, we waited after the advertisement and you just gave us that we're kind of I, I didn't know you were adding pressure to my reaction i <laughs> i i'm just saying uh, kind of need more from you dude come on man it's it's summer league you've got to be excited he's he's really good guys what, what do you want me to say well that that's good that's a good start okay. he's more, he has the potential to be the exact perfect player to complete oh, uh, our starting five or like top ooh. seven like we need a four okay that's what we're missing is a big four like if we want to have no weaknesses across the board he has the potential to be that player in the starting okay. lineup to eliminate all weaknesses it's pretty good yeah and in that time dolan uh stalled just for the amount of time that i needed to put this together he is averaging in six games uh, sorry, not 182 minutes. Had to divide it by six. 30 Whoa. minutes per game. So, okay. Wow. I always wonder that because it's, I see stats people post a lot, a lot from Summer League and nobody ever posts the minutes per game. And I always wonder because like the games are shorter. So it's like, should I be doing math? To, we need like, you per to 36 to figure this but, out. But no, per 30 is pretty good. Like that's probably what, it, like in a, if he's awesome, that's probably close to what he'll average. So, the yep. the shooting has obviously been amazing. You love to see his confidence growing because that's like going to be his kind of like his shooting obviously is going to matter as far as his future goes. But really, his make or break skill, quote unquote, is going to be his confidence. Mm-hmm. Like he'll go as far as as that takes him because he's so he's such a mellow guy. He just you know when he walks, he just kind of like <laughs> moses. <laughs> this is rude. His gait is very emotional. <laughs> um, this is rude. I'm being I'm being very serious about my case and tank. <laughs> shitting all over. I don't like it. I, don't like oh, it God. I love it. That made me happy. Um, yeah, no, and, and the important thing about Ooze is like everything that he's doing offensively, um, everything that he's showing, the confidence that he's playing in, 
it's it's not affecting what he's doing on the defensive end of the basketball. Like he still is being an impact player on the defensive end. Um, you know, it's not loud again. Like you know, uh, one point two blocks per one point two steals per game, point eight blocks per game. Like it's solid, but what stands out is you know kind of his matchup. I think that uh, four hundred five fan uh, sports fan four hundred five tweeted out that he held David Roddy to three of 12 shooting whenever we played against the Grizzlies. And that was after his abysmal game in game one against the Utah Jazz. So, like, the defense is there. Like, he's got the length. He's got the body. You can tell he's really filled out a little bit over the summer. If the offense starts to come along, I, I said earlier on Twitter, like, Mark Dagnall is not going to be able to keep my Jang out of the lineup. And I just – like the the good defense, which has always been there, like since mm-hmm. the very first moment that we saw him, and just how huge he is and how well he can move his feet, that establishes such a floor for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not, we're not going to lose games because he's on the court. Worst case scenario, they can ignore him on offense, and I just kind of don't believe his shot's going to be bad enough ever right. to justify Ooh. that. Yeah. So, like, if he can't be ignored, even if he's not, like, setting the world on fire on offense, and if he's a good defender, like, that's bare minimum a useful NBA player. Yep. And he doesn't, he's not a, he doesn't, like, scream high floor as a prospect, but I actually think he is. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I, absolutely, I absolutely feel that because, I mean, at, at the, at the like bottom of his powers, he's like a three and D player with some playmaking upside, but like his ceiling is like a legitimate like Paul George player. Like, like yeah, like the sky's the limit with so I'm I'm very excited for him. Uh, so Dolan, like I said before we started recording, this is your first pod about the summer league. Obviously, we touched on the guys that played today, but we got both the Jalen Williams, we got Trey Man, we got Chet Holmgren, just like rapid fire. What were your thoughts from what you've got to see from them in summer league? Uh, Chet is incredible, and uh, so good. His <laughs> his defense is like game changing. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. and in the metaphorical way, you could say that. But like in every single way, he's going to change who this team is. It's just kind of crazy it almost if i didn't know better i would think sam presti's been drafting for fit because everybody just is going to fit together so well like seamlessly mm-hmm. and yeah. i just kind of can't believe it and the thing is chet's been so impactful on defense and like you can just see so clearly how impactful he's going to be on offense finishing plays that I mean, he's shooting what, like sixteen percent? He shot sixteen percent from three 60. in the summer league. Oh, he's which 16, is just yeah, from three, yeah. from three, yeah. And he's it's I'm just so not worried about him being a good shooter. Like I just know that's going to come. And imagine just what his summer league stats would be if if you just cranked that up to thirty five percent. Like Ooh. he would, <laughs> like his stats would just jump off the page. And his stats are just kind of okay. But even so just watching him play i can just see what it's going to do to the team it's smacking me in the face every time i see him play. i love it yeah what i love about you know you said like you're not worried about him as a shooter um the opposing team defenses very much are because even though like i pointed out in the last pod like he's hit one three in the entire summer league but every single time he gets the head fake in the three-point line they're going for it yep so that's uh 
I mean, I, I had no doubt that he's going to be able to shoot it at the next level. I, I know he's got a lot He'll of rest to work off. Uh, you know, he's just now getting back to playing competitive basketball again. He's going to get in the gym with Chip a little bit more over the offseason. He's going to be fine. Um, but even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't become like a legitimate three-point shooter, he's already like a game changer, like you said. Like you see guys like Walker Kessler. You've seen guys like Rudy Gobert and how they can impact the game. Chet gives you that, but I think Chet gives you more on the perimeter. Like He does more defending the pick and roll than guys like Rudy Gobert and Walker Kessler can as well. So even if he can't you know, handle the ball, even if he can't shoot the three ball, like he's going to make an impact on this team. So sorry to cut you off, Dolan. Uh, the other three players. Uh, I was just going to do more on Chet, actually. If All, that's right, okay. keep, All right, keep it going, man. <laughs> just get just hype him up. Pull, pull up. It's let him cook. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "What's he going to say?" <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so I tweeted something about this, but like the the last game against the Pacers, where they just kept switching little guys onto him, and so his stats looked really good because he was just like abusing these six four guys. Yeah, but it's just we didn't have anybody who could do that last year. Like mm-hmm. we saw a lot of zone. We saw a lot of switching because when you switch or when you play zone, you can kind of take away advantages and you can like make sure you keep two people in front of the ball. And against a team like OKC that just the entire game is predicated on driving and kicking. That's a good defense. Well, the thing also about switching and about zones is you can't really control who's guarding who. That's kind of the whole point. Well, if Chet gets a mismatch, he can score. Like, you you have to – if they're going to have to play a Shea pick and roll or a Shea pick and pop honest with hedging and dropping and recovering, and then you have Chet just there to dunk and Chet there to pop and shoot threes over the top of everybody, like, there's just – I don't know how they're going to stop Shea. And that's without even thinking about the impact that it's going to have with J-Dub and with Giddy. Like, I'm ecstatic. I, I, can't, I could keep talking about Chet. I know you guys have already covered all this, but I could just keep doing it the rest of the night, you know. I have a, I have a meme for this, but I, I don't want to reveal it unless um, have any of you guys um, played Does that have to do before. Walks? No. Have any of you guys played Yu-Gi-Oh before? Yeah, are you talking about Exodia here? I've seen the cartoon. <clears throat> it's the it's it's kind of a not a very popular meme, but it's just like the the main character for I, I don't really watch it that much either, but just like the Yu-Gi-Oh guy plays like the black uh what is it? The uh blue-eyed white something dragon. Blue eyes white dragon, blue-eyed he's white the dragon. bad yeah. guy. Yes. And then like he has a bunch of cow- them. right, and then everybody cowers. It's sort of like that's how I envision Chet. And like you just play the the blue eyes white dragon card, and then everybody's like, "Oh, it's just that verbal wow. meme." Verbal <laughs> meme, and if, and everybody goes, "No, dude." Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how I would feel if I was driving in on Chet. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, but I, I like uh, so, something that I haven't pointed out yet is like, and you kind of alluded to with, you know, how much he's going to help Shea. Like, as excited as we are to see Chet play and like how 
you know, excited we've been to see how he's meshed with some of these players. He hasn't played with our best offensive player in Shea Gildas Alexander, and he hasn't played with our best defensive player in Lugan Stewart. And I just got to tell you, man, like the idea of having Kaysom Wallace, Lugan Stewart, and Chet Holmgren out there on the court together, just goosebumps on defense. The walk like, will be yeah. questionable, but the defense the will be good. Like it's so it's so exciting and easy to talk about how his fit is going to be on offense and how he's going to impact the other players. But yeah, I don't want to lose sight about the fact that I am most excited about his defense. Mm-hmm. Like those two-handed blocks, the one where he was back on defense and just kind of like baited the guy. He was like, oh, "I'm just going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just slow down just enough to where you think you can shoot a layup," and then like he's... smacked it off the backboard. Oh he's just God. always he's just always in the right spot. He's just always like, I don't know how you know who does that. The greatest of the great cornerbacks. They bait quarterbacks and I mean cornerbacks. The bait quarterbacks into thinking that um, the wide receiver's gone past them, and then they catch up and they intercept the ball or they yeah. deflect it, whatever. Um, yeah. I think he's going to play more of like it's going to look like a, a, a cornerback out there, you know, catching up to to players and blocking them, you know. On, He's the Ed Reed of NBA. He was a safety, oh, but yeah, sure. That's yeah, Kaysen. No, never mind. Yeah, I don't know. Mark already said that about Kaysen. We have to – Mark said it. Want. Shoot, dang it. Hey, we saw Kaysen do it with breaking up the alley-oop attempt today. So. Yeah. I think that's where – I'm pretty sure that's where I pulled my name from was from seeing it on Twitter. So that's my bad. You know what it reminded me of now that, now that we're talking about other sports? The one where – the one I was talking about where he was back on defense and he just kind of like measured his steps out – it reminded me of when you see a baseball player trying to time robbing a home run, mm-hmm. you know, where you can see him just kind of yeah. hit the slow jog and like measure their mm. steps to time it perfectly and then just go up and snatch it. That's exactly what it was like. It's very yeah. impressive. We're just all over the place with sports. I just don't understand why people keep trying to, to trying to dunk on chat. Like it's, it's right. Like, it's like it's in hockey when work. you What's have the, a really good, yeah. <laughs> Like, what's the definition of insanity? Trying it, trying the same thing over again, it doesn't work. Because, like, I I know like, players like you know they have like vendettas, like they want to dunk on shot blockers. Like, we, you know, the work. John Morant Rudy Gobert beef is like very well documented. Like, he's he's it's like a side quest for John Morant to dunk on Rudy Gobert at some point in his career. But they were talking about it again on the No Seamless Pod today, like. The thing about Chet that makes him special and sets him apart from so many other players that have played in the NBA is <clears throat> this is going to be a pause when I say it, but his ball location skills. Because you know where wherever the ball is, whenever you're like you're trying to finish, like Chet's going to find it. Like his hand-eye coordination is ridiculous. Like yeah. with, with how well how long his wingspan is. And you know, blocking with both hands, blocking with his right hand, blocking with his right hand or left hand, like it's a skill to be able to block like with either hand. Like, so I mean, just like I said, the ball location skills like is something that you don't see. So like he's not your typical shot blocker that defenders are gonna try to dunk on. Like it's probably not gonna work. Like just stop trying. <laughs> Unless you're Jalen Williams, it, it worked for him. The other one I saw that I think got me most excited was the the one he blocked from behind on Jarius. Yeah. Jarius. Yeah. Because yeah. just because of the series of footwork that he did leading up to that, 
Like he basically did kind of the combine cones drill around the lane, shutting down different actions, and then uh-huh. circled all the way back around and blocked a dunk attempt uh-huh. at the rim. So the amount of ground he can cover, the amount of different actions that he can get involved in in one play, it's just, I mean, <coughs> it's, not, it's, I mean, obviously something this team didn't have last year. It's something that almost no teams have in the league. The, the battles in the mid to late. 20 2020s uh in the western conference finals between the thunder and the spurs notably chet and wimby are going to be amazing mm-hmm. like it's going to be you know will chamberlain and it, bill it, russell it, 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 yeah yeah because bo- both of those guys can basically do the same thing defensively because they have such long arms because they can cover so much ground is that you think you're past you know you think you're past them you think you got an open layup and you know, they, they cover that space up so quickly. Well, I, I will say, you know, again, shouts and those those guys are our guy Tyler Rucker. He actually came out and said that he believes Chet is a better defensive prospect than Wimby is just because of all, all the things I said about his ball location skills and just his defensive IQ. Like, Wimby is able to, you know, make an impact defensively because of his length. Even if he gets beat, he's going to be able to recover. Chet just doesn't get beat. Like Chet's kind of always in the right spot. He knows where to be, and his anti- his instincts and anticipation skills are like second to none. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very very excited to see Chet play in the regular season. And um, brother, very happy. Uh, I, I, don't, gotta, I mean, I there's gotta, not really we've we've covered Usman. What is there to say about Jalen? I mean, I'm sure. Well, you hold guys, on, hold on. You can one only one talk more question about, about Chet, though. When I wanted to ask too you too much because we uh, haven't got to talk to you about it. Um, okay. Yeah, this is this is discourse amongst the fan base in the Twitter sphere uh, about Chet's role. Do you like him at the five or do you like him as the rover at the four? Oh, this is oh, come on. <laughs> I like him at the five, and I thank you. I don't feel like it's particularly close. Um, yeah. Now I have. I think he will play some four, and I think he will be good at it. And I He'll think be fine. Like, and and you know sometimes we'll want another big next to him, and it's nice to have that option. And hey, if it's if Usman's that guy, if he turns into that guy, then who cares? Because then we'll have he's six ten, and that's enough. But maybe we need some beef next to Chet occasionally. But I mean, I I guarantee that Chet's going to be starting at the five. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to start Jalen Williams over <laughs> Shea, Dort, Giddy, Jalen, Chet. That's the five. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the five that's going to close, except in like rare circumstances where we need Jalen shooting or shooting. Yeah, or shooting. But like, yeah, the in general, I think I'd be pretty surprised if that's not statistically our best lineup. Although you know, like throwing Isaiah Joe tends to like throw gas on the offense. So (laughs) maybe that could have the best plus minus or whatever, but like, we're going to see those five guys on the court when it comes down to it. Most of the time. Money time. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I just wanted to kind of get your take on it. Cause this, you know, we haven't got to hear a lot of these takes from you. So um, yeah, continue rapid fire through the other guys. If you want to. Um, no, I'm good. He doesn't I, I mean, it's just, I like it. Nah. It's just like Jalen was awesome in his half, and he's going to be awesome. Um, there's really nobody else that – I guess – okay, so I'll say Trey Mann. I'm disappointed that you're not trying harder on defense. 
I've heard some takes that it's like, oh, it's summer league. Like, there's not a lot to play for. It's like, Trey, man, there's a lot to play for for you, sir. Mm-hmm. Like, you are on sir. the bubble, bro. Like, what are you doing sir. taking possessions off on defense? I I admit that I thought it was hilarious. He posted that video of what it's like when he gets blown by on defense and has Chet to back him up. And Chet was, was so funny. bashful, and it was really cute. And I did enjoy it. <laughs> However, Hold up. Pause. Trey. Can we pause? Can we pause real quick? I'm pretty sure Dylan said um, – uh, Jared Butler posted that last time no. we were on here. No, Jerry. Tra- it was Trey's face. Sure. Yeah. Maybe someone okay. else posted it. Okay. It was Trey's proceed, face. Proceed. My apologies. Proceed. Like I thought it was great and funny, but well, you cannot be getting blown by right now, sir. Like mm-hmm. the, your your career in Oklahoma City is on its last legs. I know you had a couple <clears> games <throat> where you scored a bunch of points, and that's nice. But if you don't play defense, Mark's not going to play you, and you're going to be gone at the trade deadline if you make it that long. Got to eat that so, broccoli. Uh-huh. Eat your broccoli tray. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we, we thought you knew this already. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that he's been better defensively because he's got steals. Um, but like I said in the chat, like the reason he's getting steals is he's gambling in the passing lanes a lot. He's, oh, yeah. he's like playing fake defense. Um, oh, kind, yeah. Kind, kind, I mean – you know, I'm I'm not throwing shade because like he was phenomenal as a basketball player, but defensively, that's kind of what Russ did. But Russ was so much better at it because he was so athletic and he was longer oh my God, and the shade. better instincts. Oh yeah, oh my God, so much shade. Oh my God, but oh my God. that that kind of brings into this conversation that I wanted to have here about. Uh, no, I'm know. I'm sorry, Trey. I for some reason everybody. I, I mean, I get why, but. It seems like the general consensus is that everybody's like, oh, he saved his spot. And are they like higher on him and hopeful about him? I am more pessimistic about his future with the team than like I was going into the summer league. I just don't think he's going to last like that. Really? Before the summer league? Yeah, because he's he his minutes aren't his minutes aren't guaranteed and he's not going to earn them like that. He's not going to earn them by hitting step back threes if he won't play defense. I like it. Okay. I like it. A little bit, a little bit different. Well, hey, let's. I'm let's, thinking about trade returns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why I said the last episode. I think that I don't think that we cut him out right. Um, I think that he gets traded or he's on the roster. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, Miami is a popular team that people are kind of throwing out there. If they have to get rid of a bunch of stuff to get Dame, you know, they're got to play defense in Miami. Well. Maybe, maybe he will. Who knows? Heat he culture, maybe. Heat culture. Heat yeah, culture. culture. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, let's get into this conversation here. So, um, well, I, I'm, I'm going to drift away from Dolan because we've stayed there for a little bit. I'm going to start with Alex because he didn't get to be a part of this conversation whenever uh, me, Tierney, and Jerry are talking about it. But we have 21 players on the active roster right now. Keontae Johnson is a two-way player. Sorry, ESPN, but you shouldn't have put him in your graphic. Um, you know, I'm not going to list all 21 players again because, you know, you, it, it takes a long players. time to list the names. Um, but, Alex, we have to get down to 15 by opening night. Who are the six players that are going and why? So, I mean, Oladipo and Rudy Gay are easy. Digonzo. They gone Bonzo. So that's that's four, right? We need four more. Four more. 
Um, so I think Jack White, so even though he didn't sign a two-way contract, I think mm. that they gave him a two, they gave him an NBA contract with guaranteed money probably to where if they do cut him, there's already a plan in place to, he gets the guaranteed money and, you know, he gets the two-way slot, you know, one of the two remaining two-way slots. Yeah. Um, Can I just, I feel like that's basically confirmed. I said that on Twitter, like that. I think it's probably a Frank Jackson deal where they gave him like 250 K guaranteed the first year and then nothing guaranteed the second year. And Andrew on down to dunk basically confirmed that that's a thing he's heard that it's basically 250 K Jack white. Jack. Okay. Sorry. Andrew didn't say 250 K, but he did say there's like a small guarantee on the first year. And then nothing so that's, in the second year. So it's like, we'll give you a shot in training camp. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, we'll give you a shot in training camp. And, you know, at the same time, if if roster, you know, constrictions are keeping you from actually getting a spot, we can give you a two-way spot easily. Um, so well, I do think he... Actually, well, no, um, I'm sorry, because I, I looked it up. I actually went and downloaded the CBA and read it for this exact purpose, because I was Love so it. curious. Just research. Well, because... Okay. In in the previous CBA, the minimum two way contract was fifty thousand dollars, like that's, and then you weren't allowed to pay more than that, and then sign them to a two way, and so I was like, well, now the two way contract is like half of a minimum salary, so maybe that number's gone up too, and it has, but only to seventy five k. So if you play, if you pay a player more than seventy five k, of guaranteed real NBA money, then you cannot sign that same player to a two way in the same mm. year. So specifically for us, assuming he's guaranteed more than seventy-five k, which is like not very much, then the Thunder cannot sign him to a two-way. Yeah. Okay. So this is a PSA, guys. Stop assigning the two-way to Jack White under shoulder missions. It's not. It's it technically happen. possible that his guarantee okay. is only seventy-five k, and that they you know were like, hey, we'll give you seventy-five k mm-hmm. to come to training camp. Maybe we can bring you on a two-way. That's a thing that could happen, but it's just I've never seen a guarantee that small, so I find it very <clears> unlikely. Yeah, and, and before you move on to your next player, I just wanted to point out, I pointed this out in the last podcast, um, you know, Sam Presti cut Ronnie Price on a three-year guaranteed deal, um, you know, after training camp. So he's not going to have any qualms about cutting Jack White on a partially guaranteed deal if, you know, he needs to. True that. So okay, so so Jack White. I'm gonna go ahead and add him into that list. So a list of players that are cut. So we got Oladipo, Gay, Jack White. Uh, my next cut's gonna be JRE. Um, so that gives them also two absent more, right? today. Mm-hmm. I need two more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, huh? I got one. Hurt? No, sure. I, mean, I mean, you got you got what's his name? You got Ty Ty. I mean, he can be gone mm. by Ty Ty, um, and, and, it, and it has nothing to do with Ty Ty. It just has to do with our our roster crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's five, and then my six. I got I'm a big sorry. white guy. I'm sorry. I know everybody loves him, but in the battle between Usman Garuba and Poku, I'm gonna go with Usman Garuba. Oh, okay, okay. Well, as so, for for a cut or for a spot. Well, it's going to be both. I mean, it's going to be cut and a spot. You're going to have to cut one of them. Wait, which one do you cut? Which one do you? Which one? Oh, are I'm you cutting. Saying? I'm cutting Poku. 
Okay. Um, oh, okay. Okay. are we doing a prediction or an opinion? I mean, aren't these all aren't predictions just opinions? They're predictions. They're the no, because you could say, but you could say, here's what I want to do, but here's what I think the team would do. Hmm. I mean, like you said, like we've cut players before. If you know, we have somebody that you know possibly is a little bit cheaper. Number one, and number two, possibly, you know, there's a uh, there's a traffic backup at that position. And I think Uzman mm-hmm. Jang may have maybe pushed Poku a little bit out. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I know people love Poku, and I know I know Poku has, like, the the, the, Poku, the, the Poku that we want and that we envision. And we're four years in. Like, and I'm, I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid – we might get into Darius Baisley type territory where he's not playing a lot and he just becomes a, a second round pick, you know, in February. I will say as somebody that was so mad about the Poku pick that I referred to him as POKU for like the first 40 games of his rookie season. <laughs> um, um, I, I will say that I don't think that we're going to cut Poku. Like, I think that, you know, he's an expiring, so his contract runs out at the end of this year. Am I correct? And then becomes a restricted free agent? Yeah, yeah. one more year. Okay, so I, I think that we run him out this year. And then, you know, if he shows us something, maybe we extend him. If not, then it's no skin off our back. Like, he's, you know, as much as I hate some of the things that Poku does, he does have that potential. He's a seven-footer. Apparently, he's put on some weight. Um, he was playing the best basketball of his career before he got hurt last year. Um, and I, I think that him settling into being a big as opposed to a wing has really helped him, you know, just kind of finding him. Like I, I remember saying on the pod, like I think putting Poku in a box is the best thing that we could have done for him because, you know, he, he's playing more controlled. He's starting to, you know, really fill a role like you know we started to look past the what poku could have been like what KLC was saying theoretically the best basketball player ever um and we're you know we were starting to see poku as a rim protector as a guy that can knock down shots and you know that that was just kind of what it was but yeah i i would say poku's still on the shoster i don't see us cutting him um i wouldn't be mad if we did you know just because like you know that's not my guy but like i I think he sticks around, and I think it would be smart for him to stick around. I, I, so yeah. when, whenever you look at the whole Poku versus Garuba thing, this Sam Presti loves control. And, you know, the situation that you talked about where we just play him out this year and <clears> he goes to restricted free agency, he doesn't do that a lot, um, yep. if ever. Um, and so I think he has more, you know, more control uh, with Garuba. And so if they like what they see maybe in training camp, you know, maybe as a third big, I, I could definitely see them holding on to him and letting go of somebody else. It may be, you know, it may be Poku versus Jack White. I don't know. I, I don't know, but um, I can definitely see that happening. It might be Wiggins. It could be Wiggins. Yeah. And I like Wiggins yeah. a lot. I guess if I had to make a prediction, I, I agree with your first three. I think that's obvious. Depot, Gay, and Jack White. And then I think there's two spots for JRE, Man, Tai Tai, Garuba, and Bertans. 
So I think it's those five for two spots. I actually like, I don't, I'm not even worried about Poku, honestly, personally. <clears throat> I think also, I think Trey Mann and JRE and then maybe even Wiggins would be like in line before him. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, that's just how I feel, I guess. And I just based on they were starting him like last time we saw him healthy. So, but yeah, if, I guess if I had to make a prediction, it's Depot Gay, Jack White. Garuba, Ty Ty, and Jerry are my six. Yeah. And that leaves leaves Bertanz a spot, leaves Man a spot, Poku Wiggins, like all safe. And I, I think that's I been a popular pick. Yeah, I thought about Bertanz, but I, I feel yeah. like Bertanz is It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money and it could be useful in February. Yeah, but I, I do want to point out because I, I've seen a lot of people pointing out the whole Poku was starting thing before he got hurt. And he was like, it, it's a fact he was starting. And like I said, he was playing the best basketball before he got hurt, but there's context involved there. Like that was before, um, that was before dub Jalen Williams kind of had like mm-hmm. his emergence and his breakout. And that was before boom, Jalen Williams uh, was playing with the thunder. Like he was on the blue at that point. Um, so, you know, there's, there's context there. Now, you know, maybe, like, you know, he comes in and he plays over uh, Boom Jalen Williams uh, off the bench this year. I don't know. Um, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's – like, you know, what you're saying is factual. But as I was saying, like, throughout the draft process with a bunch of stuff, like, you know, knowing the full context is important. Yeah. I, I When I say that, I guess I don't mean that, like – of course I don't mean that I think he's still going to be starting – or that yeah, even like that. his minutes are guaranteed. I'm just speaking more from like um, it, for, more from an organi- organizational perspective of how they feel about him. Mm-hmm. Is they had him high enough in their list to be starting him, and like Jerry was there, you know, like he was starting. Jerry was barely in the rotation, and so and Man was like barely in the rotation. I know they play vastly different positions, but I just feel like it's not like. Garuba is going to come in and jump him in the line when that's how they feel about him. That's the la- our last known opinion of the organization about him. Jerry hasn't done anything to take his spot. Like Ty Ty, there's obviously the log jam at guard. Like I just don't see how anyone <coughs> can take the spot from him mm-hmm. is what I mean by that. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, and I do think it's important to kind of think outside of the box because, like I said, the, the names that you said are like kind of the popular pick, like that's what everybody's saying. Mm-hmm. And you know, honestly, that's probably the most likely scenario, like those are the six that kind of go. Um, Ooh, guess who we play Sunday? The Spurs, but no Victor Wimanyama, no CD Kosoko, probably no Malachi Brand or Blake Wesley. Like, it's probably going to be the Spurs G League versus the Thunder G League. Yeah, it'll be fun, but um. But no, I do think it's important to think outside of the box because, you know, like you said, like trade man, you know, he might not be cut, but he is a trade candidate. Um, <clears throat> Wiggins, like he's a guy that, you know, he was the 55th pick in the draft. Like his emergence has been important, <clears throat> but the Thunder haven't invested a lot in him in terms of draft capital. And, you know, that's the type of player that other franchise, you know, could covet. So maybe you could get a, um, you know, a second round pick for Aaron Wiggins, and you know, that's you kind of get your return investment on him. So, 
<clears throat> I, I do think it's important to, you know, kind of think outside the box a little bit because, you know, at the end of the day, all, all of these guys on the roster, as much as we like them, they're not all going to be on this roster, you know, in the coming years. Like, we have three picks in next year's draft right now. Like, you know, th- there's going to be more roster shuffle as the years go on. So, <clears throat> yeah, just, just kind of important to think outside the box on that. That's going to happen next year. It's going to happen the year after that. Yep, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, boys, I don't think I have anything else to to talk about, but hey, let's uh let's throw a little monkey wrench in it. Let's let's kick one. Let's bring one back for the for the goodies. Let's do a Shay or Nade in the podcast. Ooh. Haven't done that in a while. So, uh Tyranny's excited, so we'll let him go first. Oh, no. Okay. Uh. <laughs> you you emoted too much. You anti you yeah, you should have been more like Casey. Trying to be, trying to be excited. Okay. Um. Share now. Is this just a positive or a negative? Positive and negative, positive or negative, whatever you want it to be. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna go with um. Oh, this ain't, this sucks, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do with it because uh, I'm on the spot. Ty Ty Washington. Uh, positive is I think what? he's gonna what in your life, man. In your life, yeah. Share your Ty name. Ty Washington. In your life. Yeah, exactly. Ty Ty Washington is going to have a spot on team. It's not gonna be the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's gonna be somebody else. But he's gonna be good. He's he's gonna be great. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be fantastic. But it's not gonna be the Oklahoma City Thunder because I cannot stand another <clears throat> Kentucky guard on this goddamn team. So Ty Ty Washington, great job. Well, dang. Well, the share is supposed to be, about, be like you know you 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 personally, but you know it's cool. You, you just want to take the time to take out a vendetta against Ty Ty. Yeah. That's <laughs> hey yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Listen, tyranny, tyranny's come at Kaysen's walk. He's excited. Ty Ty's not gonna be on the team next Kaysen's podcast. He's gonna be talking down Shay. He, he just wants all the Kentucky players off the team. I don't. I'm just saying. <laughs> listen, anyone who we've drafted so far, I love him to death. Mm. I love him to death. That's all I'll say. Okay, Alex, what about you, man? What's your Shay or nay for the for the week? My nay is that Mother Nature, for some reason, has something against uh, southwestern Oklahoma. Like, Dude, they're cooking up a storm right now. Oh, I mean that. And, like, yesterday we had, like, you know, 70-mile-per-hour winds, knocked down six electric You know, we didn't have electricity for a little bit there. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on now. I don't know what we did. But, you know, hopefully it gets better. Hopefully tonight it it skirts us a little bit and, you know, we're, we're able to move forward. I can't got more, it's summer, more I mean, storms I, I in nine minutes. I can't live without my fan going on. Like mm-hmm. I'm very warm natured, so we see I, it in I the need, background. Yeah, I need, it's I, right I, there. I need, that, I need that air, you know, circulating. Absolutely. You got a Shay? Uh Shay. Um yeah, man, I got my got my second second daughter a, a car. So she's out, you know, oh, out here driving oh, the streets. So. So be careful. 
That's exciting. I live terrifying. far away from you. Me too. <laughs> roads, boys. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, the well, one you guys well, the, the nay, the oh, nay of that, the nay of that is car insurance. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is terrible. Uh, don't want much of you guys shade nay for the week. Uh, man, I'm all shades right now. I oh boy, so I love it. In I haven't talked about this on the pod, obviously, but in late May, I got laid off from my job, unfortunately. And, you know, it was pretty tough at the time. It was like a big challenge. And you tell yourself, like, try to turn it into a positive and everything. And so I spent like I've since gotten a new job that so it took about five or six weeks. Um, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I it's it's a I'm really enjoying it. It's a great job. I yeah. it's it's fully remote, so I'm home all the time. Um, nice. I spent awesome. my weeks off like building some good habits and um, you know getting in the in the habit of exercising and like yeah. I added you got some in the lab. new. I I got in the, in the lab, lab man. dude. I got in the lab man, and my my work. <laughs> It's funny, Dylan. I thought you'd like this, but so I have to go to my office is in a different city, and I have to go like once every couple months for mm. a couple days, and they call it the lab. That's what the that's what the mm, facility is very called. Very nice. Yeah. Nice. And so I added some new work skills. I'm, I'm in shape now. I got a new job. Let's I basically go. just had a month off hanging out with the kids. Like I, I really feel like I have my shit together. It just in general. I'm all shays right now. I have no nays for you. Everything's going that's, swimmingly. That's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm so happy. Great. And you're on the podcast, you. so that means naturally I'm on you the are so happy to be here. Ah, so let's freaking go, here. dude. <laughs> so high. Let's go. Awesome, awesome. Um, so uh, you, you have a good gate going there, Stephen. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yep. Well, speaking of gate, my shave for the week, um, you know, we, we've kind of started something in the unit running a mile a day. Um, Bro, only, only you have. No, dude, <laughs> I, I'm so freaking mad, dude. I did, it for like, I did it for like 11 days and now I'm like injured to all hell. My, my MCL, my ACL, everything's torn. How do you tear an ACL? It's not torn. Dude, I can't walk. I'm serious. I've been trying to like, I get up, listen. I get out of my car and I have to like hold on to the like upper door yeah. to, to get out of the car. It's, it's so bad. Yeah. My knees. Well, as someone who has torn an ACL, that's exactly how you have to get out of the car yep. when it happens. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm, like, I'm like 75% there. I've, I've, um, I got out of my car today. I was like, I didn't need it as much, but I still need it. I'm like, Next end of next week, I think I'm gonna run again, but it's it's not good. It's not good. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to figure out like what is a good alternative to running a mile that I can do that is equivalent. I've been I've been waking up and doing like a half hour of of dumbbells because my I have plantar fasciitis and it's almost better, but it's been like a year. And so yeah. I've just been doing dumbbells for like 30 minutes on like a, a loop of body parts. Do you, so do you have like a um 
Do you have like a yoga mat and you like do the do everything on it? No, it's there's only just, a couple just, things just I do like that I need to lay down. Okay. There's only a couple things I do that I need to lay down for, and I have like a <clears throat> a little bench, but okay. mostly standing. Don't just I just ask? ask. Um, with the, your plantar fasciitis, if you were given yeah. the opportunity to play for Team Canada in say like thirty <laughs> days, do you think that you'd be down for that? <laughs> Man, I I'm so close right now to like being healthy for the first time in again like it was last November, so I guess it's been like nine months, and I'm so close right now. I'm like I am like slow walking. I'm Casey Wallace walking everywhere I can <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, just to make yeah. sure I don't aggravate it, because if I have a setback, I'm gonna lose my mind. So I'm being yeah, so careful that. with it, because oh, I need I to get over that. this hump, and then I'll be able to, and then I'll be able to run faster than you, Dylan. Oh yes, very nice. Oh, you'll you'll run faster faster than me in in literally <laughs> one run, half a run. So what you're saying I literally, is, is yep, you want to take it cautious that way you could participate in the, in, in the future. So I, I understand. Absolutely. 12 minute mile, baby. Yeah. 12 minute mile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, no. So my, you know, we, we all, I, I started doing it just because, you know, everything with Nova going on, I work like an hour away. We, you know, we're in the summertime. That's our busiest time. So like we work really late in the day. Um, and it's just not practical for me to go to the gym for an hour. And, you know, like do a full workout, pay for membership and all that, being away from my family. So as soon as I get home, I get outside, or I change, I put my headphones on, I get outside and I've got a little mile set up. I run a mile and, you know, it's quick, easy, like the most it takes is 10 minutes. But, you know, it's it's enough to like go out there, you know, kind of stay in shape, get my stamina up. So I'm not winded when I'm playing basketball. Um so, you know, whenever we have the media game in OKC again, I'm not going to be battling dysentery this time. Um, so that, that that's kind of the plan. But uh, when I first started, I was running about 10 minutes. Uh, that was my first mile. Uh, and, you know, my goal was to get down to eight minutes. And yesterday I actually got down to 7.59. Um, and it, it took about a month of running, uh, running every day, um, you know, in, in order to do that. But I was very excited to hit my goal because, you know, just straight up, like I'm either all in or all the way out on stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of myself for not backing out of this. And mm. I think what's helped honestly is sending the screenshots to you guys. Because, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, you know, you guys kind of give oh, me, yeah. keep me accountable about it. So, um, but yeah, no, I actually got my time down again today. You know, I, I, just just running out there i got down to 750 today i don't know how much farther it's going to go down but yes yes thank you thank you sports center um but yeah i was very excited about that uh that's great you forget when you get out of the habit of working out you forget how important it is and just how like much better you feel if you just do do something regularly just something anything yeah yeah oh shoot yeah, and it, and it applies to life too, man. Because like, you know, not not to get like too like Bruce Faba on it, but like we're getting deep here, boys. But like, you know, my legs were hurting. Like, you know, my my chest was hurting like a lot worse. Like, what I do is, you know, I I go down the street, I loop around, I come back up another street, and I loop around, and then it's like a straight shot to my house. So as soon as I get to that straight shot, I'm like dead sprint back to my house. That like I always finish the last heat hard. 
and I, I was feeling it today. Like it, it was, it was pain, and I wanted to stop. I wanted to slow down, but I didn't. I kept going. You know, just like in life, man. You know, Hell even, yeah, dog. Even when it's hard, just just keep going. I like it. Just keep going. <sighs> yeah. I'm, okay, uh, but before before we all disperse, what's mm-hmm. a what's a good equivalent of one mile, like walking wise? Well, Alex said Is three it, miles. I say three miles. Three? Okay. At a good That's pace. A like if you're, on, if you're if you're on a treadmill, do some incline. You know, do like one or two level percent but, of incline. But if I'm just, like if I'm in my neighborhood, what like three miles, five miles? Yeah, three seven miles because your your neighborhood's gonna provide you with natural inclines and declines as you no, no, as you walk. All right, I'll do three miles. I'll do three miles. That's yeah, that's, my, that's yeah. my promise. I, I like got Chris a couple. Paul, like, like Chris uh, Chris Paul does in the commercial with the hits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple inclines. Not a case in Wallace. In well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, that's what Chelsea does. She she walks three miles, so she doesn't like running. So there you go. Um, But, yeah, with that being said, guys, uh, I think that covers the podcast. Uh, We do play again Sunday at 6.30 against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Dolan's computer crashed out. So sorry. Oh, sorry, Dolan. Get to close out with us. Dolan's (laughs) out. But uh, on behalf of Dolan, he, he said thunder up on the uh, on the da, 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 da. <laughs> absolutely. Um, on behalf of Dolan, Tyranny, and Alex, uh, hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can, and as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.